And hello guys, welcome back to the Sophie Show. After last week's success, it's just me today guys, it's just Sophie James and the Whip It Out podcast. I bet you're so happy that it's just, just me. (laughs) Hilarious, absolutely hilarious. She just keeps trying to put me on mute so that she can make it the Sophie Show. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, what just happened a minute ago is, and I said, all right, I'll introduce it this week. We went to press start and she went, one minute, one minute, I've got a pump. And then she went, <laughs> another north-south divide. What do you call a fart? I call it a fart. I'd oh, never no. call it a pump. See, considering how much I swear, Sophie, right, I always cringe at the word fart. Really? <laughs> how funny is that? <laughs> I, I, only, I can only say pump. Oh, Trump. Trump. We don't want to talk about Trump. He's out now. Um, speaking of Trump, speaking of Trump, we had a video sent to us this week about a creative groom that a groomer sent us, and she had stenciled the words "fuck Trump" into the back of her griffin (laughs) with a big middle finger, right? Yes, mate. mate. Well, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, world we've been living in in last week. So from last week where we were unsure, are we going into lockdown? What we're doing? What are, are we open? Are we not open? This week, Trump's out. Lockdown is still up in the air, but we have been, um, we are registered as a, not registered, what's the word? The government have put us on there as an essential business. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, Nick? Relieved, to be honest, yes. because I... I didn't. I didn't mind being in lockdown. I don't mind closing. We one of the businesses who we were really fortunate. We got quite a bit of support last time, so we were okay. Although we obviously took a bit of a pay cut, we were okay. Um, but coming up to December, when it is absolutely rammed anyway, I was dreading it because all of the November clients I yeah. knew were going to have to go into December. So it was just every single groomer listening is nodding and looking in horror. like that we all feel it we all feel it yeah so welfare cases only there's been huge um divide amongst the groomers over what welfare means um it's just been honestly right when I got back off holiday I tried to stay off Facebook as much as I possibly could but yeah right you were on Facebook (laughs) I kept sending you voice notes saying get off get off Facebook get off Instagram and shut down and there was every now and then a little comment or a post from you I was like what's she doing and to be fair I did art considering I'm normally on Facebook 24 7 and I'm not I'm not a poster I'm a stalker yes you are. I, I, I just creep and I lurk in the background <laughs> <laughs> and then I read a post that I'm like and I'm like oh no she didn't <laughs> no she didn't <laughs> um but yeah I tried I, when I actually did properly come back on again I had to come straight back off again because the amount of posts that just said the same thing. Yeah. And just after the conversation had ended the next day, someone else had then post, so can we open then? (laughs) It's so hard, isn't it? Because I think everyone was in that mentality of what do I do? And because nothing was clear, everyone was just like at a loss. So yeah, it was a a very um, deja vu Facebook experience as you scrolled, wasn't it? You're like, it was. 
And we did have a message on the uh, business WhatsApp that from Emily Goodwill. Uh, So I'll read that out. So she said, hi, girls, thanks for doing the podcast. You keep me sane and make me giggle a lot. Regarding COVID and a second lockdown, if we go into a second lockdown, I will continue to operate with all the safety procedures we had after we reopened in June. I'm sure many groomers in the UK are in the same situation that I'm in. I'm the breadwinner in the family, having to pay rent for my salon, house bills and my house rent, having three dogs, two therapists to pay for. I hate your sister. As both me and my husband suffer with a few mental, mental and physical issues, I just can't afford to lose business anymore it was terrifying for me to even think about what can happen if I have to close my salon for a month and I think everybody should do what they think is best for their situation and don't judge one another wishing everyone all the best and please be kind to other people you don't know what the person you talk to is going through in their life and your words can do a lot of damage so be kind Emily Goodwill that was a nice amazing that was a really nice message I think it sums it up it does sum it up perfectly like like I said it wasn't if we had to close I knew that I would be okay however I have a few close friends that I know would not be able to survive again. Yeah. That could not physically pay their rent at home or their bills. And I think that when you're put in that position where you have to choose behind what's morally right for the country yeah. or feeding your kids. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'd choose. Yeah. It's it's hard, isn't it, guys? And we we just feel you. Like everyone's got their own different opinions, but you know what I think, Nick? I think everyone is bored of that hearing about COVID. So let's just move on. Let's have some fun talk, and we're with you if you need us. But let's have this this space for us just to enjoy time. So what we want to know about you guys is what you do in those lockdown moments that you wouldn't potentially want to go on Facebook or what's your weirdest habits? To be fair, it doesn't have to just be lockdown. It could just be a a bad habit in general or a weird habit. And But feel free to message us and we won't say your name if you don't want anyone to know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what do you do, Nick? When no one's watching and you're at home, like... what? what's your funny thing that you do? It's not not funny, right? Okay. But I'm a massive nose picker. (laughs) Are you? That yeah. is hilarious. Okay. I am. Do you eat it though? Do you eat it? It's got all the goodness in it. Look, <laughs> do you actually? You pick your nose and eat it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, of course not. <laughs> oh, guys, you heard it here first. Right. News on the Whip It website. Nicole announces she picks her nose. What do you do when you have a massive bogey, a massive crusty bogey? I don't put it in my mouth. Well, yeah, but what do you do with it? Oh, you're one of these people who puts it in a tissue. Yeah. Li- no, well, what about if you don't have a tissue? Then flick it on the floor. <laughs> oh, because that's so much better. That is so much yeah, better. You don't want it in Oh. Can you imagine just being lying in bed and you just turn around and there's this big massive crusty borgie that belongs to somebody else? Like, I, who's a regular? Not, but yeah. The girl who works for me, she picks her nose and eats it too, right? <laughs> and this one time she had one of her kids and she was on the phone. <laughs> she didn't realise because she was like busy, but she picked her son's nose and ate his borgie. <laughs> Here's a question for you, Sophie, right? And this has been up for much debate in our households. Should you or should you not wee in the shower? 
Yes, you should be in the shower. I've sod it. It's going down the same drain, mate. Yeah, but there's there's that. It depends, doesn't it, whether you have a walk-in shower or whether you have a shower over bath. Because if you pee in the bath over the shower and then someone then wants to go and get in the bath, I mean, it's a moral dilemma. What do you do? I mean, the toilet is right there in the same room as you, right next to yeah, it. Well, we know about my bladder, right? It's not great bladder, right? So I wee wherever I <laughs> wee. I haven't got a choice. So I wee on the sofa. I wee in the, in the, in the shower. I wee in my bed. <laughs> Just and wee. do you have a problem with nose pickers? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think personally, like, I clean like bath after we after I have a shower. I give it a little spray anyway. So every shower, most showers, yeah. Oh, I don't. Do you not? No, I clean my bathroom every Saturday morning. Yeah, but you're a skank. You you eat your bogies, so you can't really. True fact. (laughs) Can't argue with you there. (laughs) No, right. You've got to give me credit, right? I bet you there is so many people who pick their nose that nobody. And I repeat, nobody will admit this to us ever. Right, what I want you to do, is there a way we can do an anonymous poll? Because I what? don't think people will stay. I Facebook. don't, Sophie, there is so many problems in the world. I really don't think we should be making a poll about who picks the nose. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you guys want a poll on who picks their nose, let us know. Because I think I'm for the poll. I think, I mean, I'm for the poll. I would like to know if I'm not alone or whether I'm just going to be totally outcast from this whole industry after this. <laughs> the things we have omitted on this podcast shocking. is hilarious. It's absolutely like, shocking. But I hope people feel more normal when they know, because everyone does like put this face on, don't they? We all like look like, like we always come across like we are all together. Like I've done a couple of posts this week about being real and like showing you bad days too. But like the, in the first lockdown, my husband worked from home and he would used to do like his lessons with his pupils and on from like his waist up, he'd be in a shirt and tie. And underneath he'd just be wearing his boxers and like just slippers. And like, it's so funny because it's like showing the world one section of you and, and you're really... So yeah, so what else are we hiding? What else do we wish we could just Symbolism. do? I wish you could just walk around naked. I, I love being, being naked. naked. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, when we did that calendar, Sophie, right? We were living our best lives. And I we, mean, our bodies be, are by yeah. no means perfect. We've both had children. Yeah. We've got saggy boobs. We've got saggy right, bellies. Be for yourself, love. My boobs have dropped at least two inches since I breastfed <laughs> for a year. <laughs> So really, we have absolutely no reason to be um, going around. But it didn't, it didn't bother us, did it, Soph? No, and I think, to be honest, if anyone had dropped out, we would have jumped in any other month as well, weren't we, Nick? We were quite happy to be naked. Um, I think, though, like, I, I think we should just be able to just be open with our bodies. Now, this sounds really crazy because sometimes people would think, oh, as a... Christian as you guys know I'm a Christian and I try not to swear um but people like like might think that I want to be modest and hide my body and whatever but actually I just think everyone's got boobs everyone's got well not everyone but women have boobs and fannies and men have willies like like I know what I grew up going am I normal and if there was more openness about seeing different bodies you would feel more normal and you would feel like, look, everyone has a different face. Look, I'm beautiful. And 
you have to put a lot of effort into trying to okay nick so you can just see the difference in us chicow <laughs> no but you know what i mean everyone has a different face everyone has a different nose how many different noses eyes etc there are so how many different boobs there are how many different my boobs don't match I don't know about you but my boobs definitely don't match one is definitely a whole size less than the other but who gives the crap it doesn't oh, you're really small i no, i didn't no i didn't talking about the calendar this week about talking about swearing Sophie we had we put out the new documentary this week about uh, cancer which was a bit of a hard hitter yeah and you said piss off I did and I really want to just nationally (laughs) apologize you asked me what to say to cancer and I was I don't know if anyone saw that well obviously hopefully you have seen the documentary if not go watch it but just make sure you've got tissues with you but I am the the one that's like <laughs> way through wasn't I you yeah, struggled yeah. to find any of my interview where I was like normal because I yeah. was just broken <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean it's worth being said that at this point you weren't struggling so much with your mental health at this no. point however after you did all of the interviews with everybody and heard everybody's stories you literally took everything on so when it came to Sophie's interview it was just like she just could not keep it yeah. together yeah and at that point I think if I'm honest looking back without getting too serious that was probably my starting point of realizing actually where I was mentally and I kind of hadn't realized so I think that was maybe the start of this year when I realized actually I'm not quite all right in the head anymore and I needed to just be healthy and like take my head to the gym and I think credit where credit's due to the models everybody really opened up to you and I think that sort of really helped and it sort of solidifies the point really that when people open up and when you were in that room with them 24 models 23 models you're the 24th but them 23 models who were bearing the souls to you and that you thought actually do you know what like it shows that when people talk it's like a chain reaction that it's like it's okay to feel like crap And you know what was really hard, Nick, is I had to sit behind the camera and look at them through a ring light. And I'm the type of person, you know me, if someone's upset, I just She's a hugger. She's a hugger. <laughs> and I want to sit and I want to talk to you through it. I want to help you, right? So then I'm sitting there and I say, I warned them all before they sat down. I said, if you do get emotional, there are tissues. I can't interrupt you. So there will be times where it's slightly awkward where I'll just let the camera roll. And I was literally looking at them with my eyes and nodding and and like showing them hand gestures like I wanted to hug them when they were talking because I was like, it's so hard. But I think the you could tell picture... when when you when I was editing it after yeah. anybody ever spoke about something really hard, all you could hear in Sophie in the background was going, "You're doing really well." Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I, I, you know what? Like it was such a hard few days those days, and I'm so glad more than we got naked, more than the calendar, we did those interviews because I want this to make as much money as possible for the charities. But I also want people to check themselves for cancer. I want them to check their mental health, talk about it, stop these silly taboos about our bodies and cancer and mental health. And let's get together and make a stronger community from it because yeah, I just know that everyone that's listening to this will have some connection to either cancer or mental health and we need to just be open about it. 
100%. And I think with the two cancer charities, because we thought we focused on cancer, the mental health side of it will be coming in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, mm. um, where we'll be releasing the interviews about mental health, which is a really hard hitter. But this week, what we did was we went through the cancer and how it affected people. Um, so the two charity can- cancer charities that we were representing was... Um, ORCID which is for male cancers which is um, penile cancer it was testicular cancer and it was prostate cancer so um, the second one was Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust which is close to my heart Sophie James Mm, yeah so um, we want to encourage this is a female predominant industry there is so many females in this industry we need to make sure that you are all going for your smear tests. We want to know, and we're going to put a poll about this on the groomer, about whether you're up to date with your smear. Bring some um, acknowledgement to the industry to go for your smear and make sure that it gets done because it's five minutes of your life could save your life. And if you're nervous and you want some company, Put your earphones in, listen to one of our podcasts, and we can be with you while you're having your smear test, okay? <laughs> you, can, you can feel less embarrassed because we're talking about wetting ourselves and picking our nose and eating it. So you can feel not alone. Anyone should be embarrassed right here. It should be me. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, without um, going into too much detail, if you don't mind me asking, how, how was your effect of... Um, you announced in your uh, documentary that you said that you've had cancer so what what is your story so I'll keep it short because it's obviously quite long but I got called from asthma at 25 and I was pregnant at the time um, I bled all the way through my pregnancy with Theodore <laughs> which was obviously quite concerning at the time your first thought when you're pregnant as any mother will know that if there's any sign of blood when you're pregnant you your first thoughts go to your baby he was absolutely fine the doctors were baffled um when it came to his six-week checkup they said well we may as well do your smear while we're here and it was at that smear that the cancer was picked up um so I it was it went on for quite a while I wasn't diagnosed until about six or seven weeks after my original smear so for anybody who doesn't know how the whole smear thing works if you're under 25 if you've never been for one before or if you know you're over 25 and you haven't been for one before um what they do is they will put a speculum in which is like I always call it the clamp <laughs> yeah but like like without sounding it's the clamp sounds quite scary Nick yeah it <laughs> does like- it, it looks a bit like a plastic kind of tube that they put up your fanny. Yeah, if you've had sex before, it's no worse. <laughs> worse. <laughs> it's the same sort of size. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> um, and they basically open it a tiny little bit, just enough so they can see your cervix. They do a quick scrape around. Again, scrape isn't a good word, but no. it, it's like they just twist around. It's like a little plastic toothbrush, isn't it, on both ends? They'll turn that around. They'll take some cells that will then go and check to see whether you have HPV. So HPV is a human pampiloma virus, and it is one of those things that if you have a certain strain of it, it's the strain that um, can detect, that can um, give you cervical cancer in rare cases. And it is rare cases. And a lot of women 
I think it's around about, they'll be around about 25 now, the ones who got the injection at school. Yeah. But, but even so, it doesn't, it doesn't stop against every strain. So just because you've had that injection at school does not mean that you're, you will not get cervical cancer or you don't need to go for your smears. So please still go for your smears regardless. If you come up HPV positive, they will then take you in for more tests unless you've got any, any other symptoms. Uh, obviously, this is what happened to me. I had a biopsy done. They found cancer in that biopsy and then I had to have further surgery to get it removed. I was very lucky. They caught it very early and I am absolutely fine. And I'm now six years in remission. Um, but whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. I think the main thing is obviously I was just literally turned 26, I think, when I had mine due to me being pregnant while I, when I got my call. Um, but I think the main thing to think about is that I mean this is the prime I'm a prime example why smear tests should be done a lot younger because mm. I already had cancer by the time I turned 25 there was no detecting any you know precancerous cells because I already had it so that just proves that I had them cells that could have been picked up a lot younger than what I was yeah um I think as soon as you become sexually active that's when you should get your smear test done because that's that when it yeah yeah right. so the the reason being and this is where a lot of people get confused hpv is passed on through sexual contact oh. and you can you know ev near enough everybody will get hpv at some point in their lives so you know it it will come in and out some strains aren't as um as prevalent as others when it comes to cervical cancer or getting your smears or precancerous cells and you're not alone with the people who have precancerous cells and have to get them removed it was a huge huge amount of the population who get um precancerous cells it doesn't mean that you're going to get cancer i think the word precancerous cells as well is quite scary in itself yeah. and i think there's so many people who've had precancerous cells before that think that you know it it would have turned into cancer and that's not always the case these um these cells the, the cell changes that you can have sometimes go away completely on their own it's only in rare instances that it will turn into cancer uh so i think that's worth noting if you ever do get the call to say they've noticed any changes not to panic not to go into panic mode it doesn't mean that you're going to get cancer um, yeah. but it's just sort of something to be really aware of so these changes are the things that need to be picked up so that they can protect you against anything going any further I mean the last thing you want is you know to leave it and leave it and leave it and think you know it'll never happen to me um but I was one of them people who was like it'll never happen to me <laughs> and that's did. the thing isn't it Nick because like so many people think that like I think also when you're in your 20s and 30s, sometimes you can feel a bit invincible. Um, I've said this before with the grooming industry because we push ourselves too hard and then we get a bit older and we really struggle with our hands or our backs or whatever. And I think the same is with this. Like some people won't go for that smear test because they think, oh, I'm only young. It's not going to affect me or I won't be that person. But I think it's really important to go and it's really not that scary. And actually, like you'd rather have that smear test than have cancer <laughs> yeah, right yeah and and the thing is is and I did touch on this in the interviews is that once you've been diagnosed with cancer you have got it for life in your brain it mm. is one of them things like I when it came to the actual cancer I was just like so pragmatic about it I was just like right what do we do how do we do it how do we sort it let's get this going let's go for it let's get this you know but it was the sort of after effects that I really struggled with 
and now anything and everything like I am self-confessed drama queen and I am a massive uh, hypochondriac <laughs> and since I've had that cancer it's like everything is cancer <laughs> like yeah. I am six years in remission and whenever I get even in a regular period and I'm like why what is it what is it? it's just it eats away at your brain and it is it's terrible and you know it's like I said the the cancer itself wasn't the struggle for me it was the mental struggle um and it's not it's not worth it just for the sake of going for your smear just go for it yeah do it guys do it guys so what what we want to do is yes we have a women predominantly in predominantly I can't even speak predominantly yeah industry however if you're a man and you're listening to this um you also need to check your your breasts as well because although you might not have breasts and you have pecs and really muscly gorgeous pecs however (laughs) they probably don't like me calling them boobs um you need to check because you can also get breast cancer which is something that a lot of the men that we interviewed didn't know as well so how should we check ourselves nick what should we do so obviously go for a smear test yeah so I think the main thing to make everyone aware of is not just how you check yourself but how frequently you check yourself and making sure that you do it regularly yeah we asked a couple of people how often they check themselves and a resounding answer was not as often as I should and you know I do it every time I'm in the shower every single time I'll feel my boobs and you need to make sure that you're checking your armpits because obviously your breast tissue goes up into your armpits Sophie's doing it right now I am um I'm not naked she's not naked no um making sure that you don't use your fingertips but you use the flats of your fingers so that you can you know feel the whole of your breast and make sure that there's no lumps and bumps and something that Lisa Hart said was that it's obviously the more often you check yourself the more you get to know your own body and what's normal for you that's the thing Nick because everyone I I feel like it's such a taboo Mm -hmm. to feel your own body you're feeling your own body guys and some people feel very uncomfortable feeling their own body like it's wrong and we need to know our own bodies you know your own face your ears and mouth and but suddenly anything that's under clothes you shouldn't touch or you shouldn't you we should know it so make something when you wash yourself do do this routine mm-hmm. and teach your kids to do it from a young age say so when yeah. you're in the bath you check and I think some people said in the interviews as well, they were scared to check sometimes. They're scared yeah, yeah. To, to, to find something. Yeah. But at the same time, they know if they do find something, it's better to catch it early. So, yeah, I mean, one thing that I, I obviously, Sophie, you know about this, but because <clears throat> it was quite recent, but I found a lump in my breast um, just because I hadn't gone through enough. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and it was absolutely fine it wasn't cancerous it was um it was a benign hard I don't know what you would call it it had a it had a proper name but it wasn't like a fatty cyst it was very hard um and I had to get that removed and I've got you'll be able to see on the on the naked photos on my naked photo you'll be able to see a big scar on my boob and the maybe it's eating all those um bogeys yeah, Maybe probably. That's all it was. Just a massive yeah. crustacean. Just got, just got to stop eating <laughs> but again, I found that because I'm very familiar with my body and I always feel myself. And every time I feel myself, I get anxiety because I'm like, oh God, is it going to be this time? And it's important as well for you to check your balls if you're a guy. 
make sure that you constantly feel them. And most of the girls in this industry and a lot of the guys have boyfriends, partners, husbands. Feel your partner's balls. You know, it might lead to a good time. <laughs> you just I never know. I think it's so true. I, I like. I really want, right, okay, all of you now, you're listening to this. There's no more excuses. Lift up your arms, feel your boobs, feel your balls, check everything. You say what? that's off, right? But some people will probably be grooming dogs at this point, and the last thing you want is a customer walking in when one of the guys has got his hands down his pants. Yeah, fair point, fair point. <laughs> so for you to have a mental reminder, I want you to touch the dog. Remind <laughs> <laughs> the dog's balls. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I'm digging myself out. <laughs> you really, really are. Um, but yeah, when you, when you get home tonight, or if it's evening, first thing in the morning, when you get your shower, when you get your bath, feel your boobs, feel your balls, go for your smear test. If you're not up to date, book it, get it sorted. It will save your life if there is something there, if you catch it early enough. So enough's about boobs, balls and fanny stuff. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't watched our documentary already, make sure you watch it. And speaking of documentaries, me being at home, I'm watching a lot of Netflix. And we asked last week, yeah, and we asked last week what people would uh, recommend because we need things to watch. So I think you've got a voice note. I have have got a voice note. and I love a voice note. Right now. So this is Hannah, and this is what she's watching. I would 100% recommend... Um, the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. The Blind Manor one, the second one, is good, but it's nothing. This just blows it out of the water. It's, I don't know, I don't find it scary, but I think some people might. Well, some people probably will. Um, but the storyline and the way that it's written is totally worth all the scary bits, so everyone needs to watch it. So, so scary, scary Netflix is not for me. I've got to say. Is it not? Are you not oh. a scary person? Neither am I. I I'm, I'm just such a fanny yeah. when it comes to things like that. I get. You know to- what? Stuff like that keeps me awake at night. No joke. Like I will sit there lying in bed and I'll be like, someone's watching me. <laughs> so, so was that? A, is it like a thriller thing, or was it? Is it like a scary thing? Did well, you- off the back of that voice note, I actually watched the trailer for this and um my palms were sweating (laughs) oh no really just from the (laughs) to the point right this is uh, here's here's another bad habit it's not a habit because I can't help it but I watched the trailer yesterday and had a nightmare about it last night (laughs) oh me it's all the bogeys the bogeys are doing this to you I know I wonder if you have a dream about the bogey man and you just want to eat him yeah No, I I am such such a baby when it comes to horror movies. I I didn't used to be. I used to be like, do you know what did it for me? Do you know what was the deal breaker for me? Was Paranormal Activity, the film. I haven't seen that. Don't do it. It's like, do you know what it did to me, right? It implanted this idea into my head, right? It's a ridiculous film um, and it's so badly made, but it implanted the the image to me that this could happen to you. And it's about like this couple who get tormented by a demon. Oh no! Um, in the house and they can't see him, and it drags her out of bed by her feet. Oh god! Oh, Even no, talk no. like I am such a bit. It kept me up, honestly, no joke, for months, and sometimes it still even does. And 
I'll tell you what made it worse is when I was um, when I first had Theodore. You know, when you're in them first sleep deprived months. Yeah. I used to get night paralysis. Have you ever had it before? No. What's that? So it's where you wake up, but your body's still paralyzed as if you were still asleep. Oh. So I, and it was obviously, it was because I was so sleep deprived with the baby um, and Ryan was working away. So I was completely on my own with him. So it was me who did every single um, wake up during the night. So I, it obviously got to the point where I was just exhausted and oh my God, it was, it was horrendous. And, a, and there's a part of night paralysis in the house of Haunting Hill or whatever it's called. And whenever I watched it, I was like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> oh, and it's literally like your whole body, like it's, you feel like there's a weight on your body that's tying oh. you down because obviously your, your muscles are all like paralyzed and relaxed from when you're asleep and your brain wakes up before your body does. And I was You're just, weird. it is, it's really weird. It's okay, really weird. So what I would like, all the people that are up for scary things, what was the name of that thing she just mentioned? What was the name? House of Haunting Hill, Haunted Hill. Okay, right. And if anyone wants to give us some like funny, lighthearted, easy watch, let us know because that's, that's more my cup of tea. I, I don't, but I don't like comedy. I know I'm hilarious as a person. However, I just, oh dear. Don't. <laughs> I just don't find things funny. So, um, you know what I'm watching right now? It's a proper throwback. Uh, we've started watching Shameless from the very beginning. I've never watched it. Oh, it's so, like, it's, you would hate it. It's so really? good. But yeah, it's basically about, I mean, there'd be so many people, like you were probably in the minority who hasn't watched Shameless. But it's basically about a family who lives in a council estate and they're just massive chabs. Right. And they all take drugs and um, it's just like the dad's an alcoholic and the kids are all like complete tourways and oh, it's, it's, oh, it's no. I proper laugh, laugh my ass off to it. But it's like, it was, I think it started getting made in like the early 2000s and they've got like 10 series. So me and Ryan have just been literally every night watching Shameless again. We rewatched Harry Potter a few <laughs> weeks ago. Um, that's a good watch. Um, but yeah, at the moment I'm, I'm doing a lot of art in my... Um, downtime speaking of art and crafting i received a lovely present from sophie and ryan this week because obviously it was supposed to be my wedding day last week oh i've got a frog in my throat that wasn't emotion that was actually a frog in my throat and sophie and ryan sent me a lovely um door wreath is that what it's called like an autumn wreath and it was it's really lovely and it's He's like, yeah, I did that. That was me. Available to order if you DM me. Um, What have we spoke about, Sophie, with you not making a business out of all of your hobbies? (laughs) No, it's really bad. Like, I'm doing paintings at the moment, and I am actually starting to charge for the paintings because I've had so many people ask for requests of it that I thought it might be good just for me to have a little extension fund because I'm getting my house renovated in January. Are you painting? What sort of things do you paint? Animals, dogs, cats. Do you? Yeah. Do you know when I was like, I used to be massive into painting and stuff when I was a lot younger, when I used to have the actual time to do it because it's so time consuming. Um, and I used to paint, um, it was a really, really weird hobby. I used to, it was very specific. I only ever used to paint Disney villains. <laughs> really? How funny. I did like yeah. Captain Hook and Ursula and. I'd love to see what you did. I haven't painted for years and I literally the other day just decided to get the watercolour paints out. My whole house is covered in arts and crafts at the moment because it's a coping mechanism. Um, And 
yeah, I'm really enjoying doing stuff like that. Really enjoying taking my eye off the phone and just like, just losing myself in a painting. It's amazing. I'll show you some. I'll show you some. If you it is amazing. I really, really love paint and it's so relaxing. I do a lot of like line work drawings and I did loads of it in the last lockdown when we weren't open. I got back to my drawings and I absolutely love it. I also show me. I want to see. I'll, I'll, I'll send a picture to you. I did an let's elephant. Post, let's post our. Oh, I did an elephant. Let's post. <laughs> let's post our. Um, no, people don't really need to see it. No, Someone, unless you want to buy one, contact yeah. Sophie at www.sophiesart.com. <laughs> um, I don't even know whether that's a real website. If it is, Sophie's Art is going to do really, really well. <laughs> um, so we do want to know about your habits. Don't leave me hanging here. Yeah. With, what is you didn't say what your worst habit is sort of I thing. Don't, I don't yeah you do <laughs> yeah you okay, do so, sometimes and this is really bad well it's like I forget to flush the loo oh no you don't yeah, no you don't so basically I don't know what it's like when you have a kid and you our bathroom's right next to her bedroom so um I at night if I go for a wee and we know my bladder's not great so I always don't flush it at night because obviously I don't want her to wake up um but then sometimes I carry that habit through the day and my husband <laughs> I really open my husband like I will like I poo wee shower everything in front of him like I know some marriages they're not that open with like pooing and farting in front of each other but my husband yeah he he knows everything he's yeah and um, and um yeah a few times he said so flush <laughs> Is it is it just a wee or is it like there's been the occasional Oh no. Yeah. Oh, but no. I don't eat it. So obviously who's worse? If you did, I would be paying for your therapy, Sophie. <laughs> Speaking of like a really bad habit, right? This is just anybody who are mums of boys and probably girls do this as well. Like not on a regular basis, I hope, because this is the first time it's happened to me. But considering all the shops are again sold out of loo roll, my son took it upon himself not to take a, a, a square of loo roll off and wipe his ass. He used the full roll to wipe his like literally the ro actual roll. He took it off the holder and wiped his ass. Who does that? I was like, this is not acceptable. Like mums of boys will know my pain here. They are disgusting. So funny. Oh, that's funny. Right. Yeah, we want to know. We want to feel normal. We want to hear your um your you emitting your secret bad habits with us. So we can just get to know each other and feel so normal. So we've done it. We've done it. We've, you know, me and Sophie could not be more open right now. We've got naked. We've shared our bad habits. We've told you how much childbirth has had an impact on our bodies. <laughs> so we want to know yours and I want you to WhatsApp that into us. Again, if you don't want us to mention your name, no problem. Um, but voice notes are always appreciated, as you know, at 07520-670797. That's 07520-670797. Thanks for listening. Please. Stop one sec, because we need to mention Madra. Oh, yeah. So please send us some of those in. We really want, you know, voice notes. People might be able to identify them by their voices. So put on a voice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I pick my nose and eat it. 
oh hello there i'm mrs doubtfire and i pick my nose and eat it <laughs> brilliant i love it <laughs> so yeah that'd be really funny if you do leave a voice note please do it in a funny accent <laughs> So that would funny. really make us laugh. Yeah. Um, don't forget, though, this weekend is Madramania. Tickets stopped selling yesterday for the competition. I believe you can still buy webinar tickets. And if you want to watch the competition live streamed, it will be on all of the grooming groups. We'll be sharing it in most of the popular grooming groups. Um, it will be in on the Whippet Media page. It'll be on IPDGA and it will be on the groomer group predominantly, but lots of other grooming groups will we will share that around. So don't miss that out. There'll be some good show offers through the day as well. So definitely make sure that you catch up with that one and see some of the marvellous grooming creations from the Irish uh, Irish guys who are organising it from the IPDGA, teamed up with the Whippet. Uh, but for now, Sophie? Whip? it oh we said it together we did it wrong we're gonna i'm gonna leave that in because we're not perfect see <laughs> so whip it out <laughs> see you next week <laughs>